A brand new parak. Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel, page thirty-three. In the Halakha Masechet and we pick up from the bottom of Lamed Beis Lamed Beis. We're going to start the new parak. We are five lines from the bottom of Lamed Beis Lamed Beis, right back into Nedarim. Ein bein hamaydar anamechaber. There's no difference between one who forbids benefit from his friend through a vow, may the mother himenu Michael. Than from somebody who forbids food. Meaning, if I say to you, I'm forbidding any sort of benefit, or I say to you, I'm forbidding any sort of benefit of food, it's the same exact thing, except what's the difference? Ella, Jerisas Harego. Except for utilizing somebody's property. Jerisas Harego literally means the trampling of the foot. Okay? So if I say you can't get any benefit, there, and I, I, I'm not allowed to walk on his property. But if I say I'm not, that I'm forbidding any sort of food, I'm still allowed to walk on the property. The kalim she'ein oizmem oichel nefesh. And also, vessels that have nothing to do with food prep. So if I forbid myself food, I cannot even use vessels that are connected to food preparation. If I forbid any, big chiddush, right? Yeah. If I forbid any sort of benefit, I'm not going to be allowed to use those vessels. Okay. Gemara will explain why. Says the Mishnah Vaiter. If somebody makes a nether, forbids upon himself any sort of food. Okay? Um, he should not remove, uh, you're, not, you're not allowed to lend him a nafa. Nafa is a sifter, ukvara, and a sieve. Is it, how do you pronounce sieve or sieve? Yeah, sieve. It, uh, we'll explain in a moment what that is. All these are directly connected to food. Now the difference between a, uh, a strainer and a sieve is one is meant to allow the good to go through and it holds on to the parts you don't want. Another one holds on to what you do want and allows what you don't want to go through, i.e. Uh, noodle strainer. Right? You want the noodles to hold in. It depends how fine you want your no, flour. No, no, I'm saying why even the kalim you can't use. Oh, we'll get big crumbs or something. From we'll get no. We're going to discuss the. It's the kalim alain, kind of like you know you have well, things that could go into. Um, okay, But again, if you made a nether forbidding food, you could lend other things. I.e., you could lend them a cholok, you could lend them a jacket, you could lend them a tabas, a ring, a talis, and nizamim are various types of rings. Okay, jewelry. Jewelry. All right. Zakt the Gemara. Man Tana. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah? It's a good Shiloh. Okay. Sometimes a anonymous Mishnah. Could be Remer. So want to know who is it? Amr Vadabar Rabba, Rabbi Liezeri. Our Tana is Rabbi Liezeri. How do I know the Tana we learned in Ebrahaiso? Rabbi Eliezer. I met Rabbi Liezeri says, Afilu Vitor. Asr bimudr Hano. Even vitor, something extra, is forbidden by mudrahana. Now, what is something extra by mudrahana? So the way that I'll picture this to just paint the picture is: if you're ever in a nut store in Geula, Yerushalayim, you ever zeichet to be in Yerushalayim, so it ain't like a nut store here. People walk in, and they start taking their fingers, and they, they'll pop a few nuts into their mouth. They want to know if it's a good, if it's a, how well it's roasted. It's more behind the shizach. Now the people have the, the owners expect it. They take a lot of pride in it. Take, 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 taste it. You'll see this one achitov is the best one ever made, right? So those that little bit 
that's there. Does there is there any value to it? No, there's no value to it because it's not expected for there to be any compensation. It's not expected for there to be any sort of transaction that's happening. <coughs> In addition, you'll sometimes when you go to when you go to a market. Now again, this is not when you buy uh, uh, three pounds of apples or two pounds of apples. But sometimes they'll throw in another apple or two and things like that. That's what we're referring to over here as vitor. Vitor is things that people are just mevatar on. doesn't really have financial value. So the fact that our Mishnah says when you're walking through somebody's property, it's going to be forbidden. If you uh, forbade any sort of benefit, you see from over here, even something that doesn't have financial value to it is going, um, is going to be usher. Okay? So that's the connection that we have over here. Beautiful. Okay. The afilu vitor usherana. A person who's is not allowed to lend him even vessels that are closely related to eating. The chulu, etc. Zok, the Gemara, top of today's daf. What did he say? He said, I'm not going to benefit from food. Nobody's eating a pot. Except for that story with uh, Rothschild, I think it was. Samaisa with. Baron Rothschild, he made a kiddush on Shabbos morning for some simcha in the family. Yusuf Zilberstein brings the shaila. And what happened was <coughs> that everybody came downstairs and there was um, a whole bunch of beautiful silver goblets that were set up, filled to the brim with wine. And everybody was given a fancy seat. There was no food on the table. There's no food. And he, uh, they all sit down. They're all wondering, like, where's where's the food? You have to have mezaynas, kiddush makom suda. Um, so Baron Rothschild makes a gafen. He drinks the whole cup, then he makes mezaynas and he bites the cup. And it turns out that it was some boutique uh, cake that was coated with edible silver, some, something of that sort. So it became like a whole Shiloh, whether the Kiddush, you're allowed to make Kiddush in an edible cup, whether it's considered a proper cup for Kiddush, a Gansa Maisa. Yeah, oh, but uh, be it as it may, he says the Gemara, most people, what he paid for those cups, right? Now, says the Gemara, Lemaisa, you made Hana, you, you forbade benefit from food. Not that most people aren't biting into their cups. So what's the problem? He didn't say food itself, he said, I'm forbidding any benefit of your food. Now, benefit of your food means eating things that benefit the food, which is including the pots. Ask the Gemara, Maybe what he's forbidding is chewing uh, grain and putting it on your wound, as we're going to see with some other foods as well. We're going to see this applies to meat as well, that there, were t- there was uh, some medical procedures that they would do in, in lieu of band-aids in order to seal up wounds, to close up wounds. They would have different type of of grains that they would wipe on it to stop the bleeding. Now, maybe that's what, he, that, that's what it means, anything that's connected to food, even though it's not food itself, but maybe vessels themselves are allowed. Any benefit that can bring about food is on me forbidden. Ultimately, you know the Gemara is answering to all these questions? You're right. It just depends on his expression and the and how broad you can translate the expression that was stated. Okay. Period. Beautiful. Amar Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, and now we're going to just stick on this theme of of uh, 
things that are connected to food that would be included in a food vow until our Mishnah. Sak lahavi peres. What about a sack? A sack. Why do you have a sack? It's a bag. You're schlepping your food. What about that? It's not a pot, but it's, it accomplishes the same thing as a pot, right? It brings the food to your table. The chamar peres. Or the donkey schlepping your fruit. Or let's talk about a regular basket. Stama basket. How do you keep your food? In a basket on your dining room table. This is all considered to eating. And therefore, if a person again says, I'm forbidding any benefit that has to do with bringing food, all these things are going to be forbidden. You can't use the other guy's donkey. You can't use the other guy's basket. You can't use the other guy's sack. Boy, Rav Papa. Rav Papa asked the Shaila, what about sus lirchaivalav? It's kishmak. Now here's the Shaila. Say the Mepharshim, this Gishmak. I was like, what? What's that dude? A horse? A ring? So nowadays, there's a, a uh, very common word out there called a flex. You have to know how to flex. What's a flex? A flex is when you're meeting somebody for the first time and you show up like decked out, you got a fancy schmancy car, you got brand name, thousand dollar uh, a belt, a $15,000 watch. It's called, you're flexing. You're flexing, okay? That's like the, uh, that's the expression now. This is my kids, the kids use it. Sometimes I'll put on like a new sweater, like, Todd, that's a flex. That's a flex. That's a, <laughs> you know, that's a nice sweater, you know? Uh, so, um, apparently, back then, in the times of the Gemara, if you showed up to a restaurant or a dinner on a horse, Instead of a donkey, that was a flex. You got service, mm. they, knew, they knew to take care of you, God's fine. Okay? And uh, also if you had a signet ring, you were Maish Kulstein. All right? You were, you were Hatsi Tatsi. So Rav Papa's asking, if you make a, if you forbid benefit of anything that's, that's connected to bringing food, what about the horse that you're riding on? Can you borrow somebody's horse to ride on it to get better food, to be taken care of? You know, in, uh, with, with uh, VIP service. Or can you borrow this guy's signature? Is that how far it goes? So the Gemara says, Mivsaku mezo ba'are. Mai. Also, what's the halacha about if you're on your way to somebody else's, if you're on your way to uh, what, uh, food, can I take a shortcut through somebody else's property to get to my food faster? It's similar to using a basket to help me bring the food in a proper fashion. Here I'm going to cut through this guy's property to get to my Shabbos dinner faster. So the Gemara says, Toshma kavmai wasalacha. So Toshma kavmai listen. Avol mashulay cholok v'talzam daboyz. The end of the Mishnah says, <coughs> if you forbid anything that brings benefit, you can still borrow a jacket, a talis, ring, a nezomim nose rings, v'taboyz, and regular rings. Now, hechi dami, what are these things? The talis, the, sh- the, the, the jacket, the rings, if you're talking about just, you know, just to wear it and ain't nobody seeing it, I mean, there's no benefit, there's no chiddush over here. You know why I'm borrowing it? Because you have a fancy schmancy coat, and I want people, I want to flex at this dinner, I want to show up like all decked out. And we see it's still okay, see, so over here, if you're doing something else covered, to get better treatment, it's still going to be okay. That's the Gemara's ultimately giving up sack. Got her pup asked the Shiloh. We're saying it's okay. Answers the Gemara. There's no proof from our mission. Not true. 
maybe over there, the Mishnah's, maybe in our Mishnah, only allowing you to um, borrow the jacket and the, and the ring and so on and so forth, when you're not being seen, and since in the Reisha, we said, you know, let it borrow that whole list, the, the whole list of, uh, you know, the grinder and the mill and the strainer, then to the mission as well, we use, we're just giving expressions of things that are permitted to lend, but it's not necessarily a direct raya to, um, to what the parameters uh, are when you say something that's going to bring me to benefit from food. So ultimately the Gemara is walking away and saying, we don't have a final teretz to Rav Papa Shaila about showing up on the horse and showing up with a fancy signet ring. All right, Zakt, the Mishnah, fighter. As far as anything that there's uh, not usually done, anything that's Eichel Nefesh, Makam Shemaschirin Kiyaitse Behem Aser. If this is the uh, regular fashion to go about using it, it's also going to be Aser. Okay. Because again, it's included in uh, benefit, because usually you have to pay. It seems in the Mishnah, in the beginning of our Mishnah, even though people don't usually pay for such items, it's still going to be usher. So whether or not there's any sort of financial value. Mantano, who's the Tano of this Mishnah? Amravada Barava, Rebeliezer, he. Right? Now, again, because what did Rebeliezer say? You're not allowed to have any sort of ana, i.e. the uh, shortcut through the field, and also the additional example that we gave on the bottom of Vitor right? The added nuts or apples that get thrown in uh, on behalf of the seller. Okay. Next Mishnah. A person who makes a nether forbidding benefit from his friend. Could he pay his machtiz hashekel? Yeah. I say, I, I say that. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to, Reuven says, not let a benefit from Shimon. Shimon can still give his maxes a shekel on behalf of Reuven. Okay? Shekel, shekel. You could pay off his debts. You could pay off his debts. Now, this is a major chiddish. I pay off his debts. That's a major benefit over here. Okay? And he can be maxer, you could return his aveda. So again, Shimon says, I'm not getting any benefit from Reuven. Reuven finds Shimon's item. He's allowed to return it to Shimon. He's not giving Shimon anything other than, yeah, something that he already owned. Okay. What happens in a place where the custom was to give schar? Call it a tip. So that tip should go to hektish. Okay. Fine. Says the, now, what, what is that referring to? So classic. I mean, whenever somebody does yotayva, it's basic manchlachait to um, offer something. For their time. So sorry, a guy spent time tracking down the owner of an item. And he returns the owner of the item. You have to pay him the full value whatever it was. So here, you know, I know it took you a little bit of time. Here's $5. Here's 10 bucks, Whatever it is. So that amount, that's extra already. You're not returning what's his. So you're not allowed to give it to him. So instead, you should give it to Hektish. <coughs> when it comes to the obligation of paying off a half shekel, it's Mavriach Ari. Familiar with the sugi from Avakama. Yeah? It's like when uh, there's a lion going to somebody's property, you chase away the lion from damaging the property. So too, when you pay off somebody's half shekel, you're taking care of uh, that responsibility. You're saving him 
from a loss, basically, and such a thing is going to be allowed. Vishari, it's allowed. Mantana, who's that opinion? Amr Vaishya. Vaishya says, Zu divrei Hanan. He. This is the opinion of Hanan. Now, what's the opinion of Hanan? So, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says that um, we had this uh, in the previous Mesechta Ksubis. What happens if a guy leaves town? And he doesn't leave his wife with enough uh, spending money. So the, somebody else goes and, uh, pay, and um, gives the money to the woman. Gives money to the woman. Could he go and demand that the husband pay him back? Okay. Hanan says no. Hanan says you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to demand that money. Okay. Why? It's like Mavriachari. You're chasing away... Uh, um, a, a loss, but you're not giving, you didn't actually hand him any sort of benefit. Rav Amar Barav says, you could even say that this follows everybody's opinion, um, both Hanan and I believe it's the Chachamim, that Gabi uh, Maidrano, when it comes to Maidrano, I'm forbidding benefit, that you're allowed to give him on condition that he doesn't have to pay back by any. Uh, by any set time. Okay, now, what does that mean? Since this guy who forbids himself to benefit is on his own, could have pushed off the payment indefinitely, so there's no real uh, direct benefit as soon as that loan is paid off. So what the Gemara is explaining to us is, and this really answers the, um, uh, this really answers the, uh, by the way, it wasn't, it's not the Chambu argue, we're going to get this soon, this is, the, from this Gemara on Ksubis is the Bnei Kahanam G'daylum. We'll see that in just in, shortly. But when, when somebody pays off somebody else's debt, we're dealing with a case where since the borrower could have technically never paid off because you just push off. Now, at some point, you have to pay. But since there's no direct moment to pay, so that's not considered enough of a direct benefit, and that's why we're going to allow it. Says the Gemara, my Hanan. What is this Allah of Hanan? The Tanan we learned in a... Uh, we learned in a Mishnah, in our last Mesechta of Ksubis. Mishalachem Dinasiyam, a guy goes overseas, Pirnes Esishta, a guy stands up and he's Mepharnes, he supports the guy's wife, Chanan Aymer, Ibed Esmaisov, Tough Luck Charlie, you cannot demand payment, you cannot demand payment from the husband, Nechol of Bnei Kahanim, Gedolim, Yomudog, Bnei Kahanim, Gedolim, Argyonim, and they say, Yishava, Kamohaitzi, Vito, whoever helped out the wife, could just take a Shvua, how much he gave her, and then uh, collected from the husband, Amar of Daisa ben Horkinus, Kedavrayim, of Daisa ben Horkinus, Paskins, like the Bnei Kaihanim, Gedolim, Amar of Yechem, and Zakai. Rev Yechem, Ben Zakai says, Yafel, Amar Hanan, I agree with Hanan, Hiniach Maisev, Akar Natsvi. His loss, it's like putting money on the back of a deer, that deer is not remaining in your backyard. He's going to take it and run with it. So, too, this guy who took care of the wife, very nice, did a nice chesed for her, very, very nice yid. Of the Misa, the husband is not obligated to pay you back. That was your choice that you made when you took care of her. Okay. <clears throat> the Machlekes ultimately here is, let's put this into one sentence. To protect somebody from losing money, is that called benefit? That's what the entire Machlekes between Hanan and the Pnei Kahn, are going to boil down to, and that's how it transfers, and that's how we're connecting it to our Mishnah as well. Prevention of loss, loss prevention, is that benefit, or does benefit mean, does Hanan mean 
actually a game. Okay. Here we go. Rava lo'yamarke Rav Haishia. Rava did not explain like Rav Haishia. Tekamukim lo'lemasnisin k'divriyakol. Because Rava doesn't want to say that our Mishnah follows Hanan. Hanan says a lack of law is not considered a benefit. He doesn't want to pass like Hanan. He says, listen, you have the Chachamim or the Pnei Ganekudelim who argue on him. Rav Haishia lo'yamarke Rava and Rav Haishia does not agree with uh, does not agree with Rava, who wants to hold the Mishnah is like the Bnei Kanan Gedalim. Because we're concerned that you know once we permit situations where when somebody makes a vow, you're going to allowed to still you're still allowed to pay off his loan because really what you're doing it is pushing off a. A uh, what's it called when you don't have a set time? It's it's not. Uh, it, this should be a simple word for. Um, there's no end date to the loan. No, there's no there's no end date to it. Uh, there's, there's a better word for this, but okay. Yeah. So they say, listen, if we're going to allow somebody who took a vow to, uh, from benefit to pay off loans when there's no specific end date. People may come to pay off loans when there is specific and, they, and that's considered direct benefit. Okay. And, Mamela, um, and that's why Ravoshio does not want to agree with, uh, he prefers to squish himself into Hanan's opinion. Period. End of the Gemara. Two dots. <clears throat> All right. Ruvain makes a nether. He's not benefiting from Shimon. And Shimon finds Ruvain's item. The luck is, he's allowed to return it to Ruvain. Right? That with the, the halach over here is when the, he's returning the actual um, object that belongs to the owner. Okay, so again, we didn't learn this Mishnah only. Maxir Asurin al Balaveda. Who's the one who's forbidden to benefit? The owner. The owner. Again. Ruvain says, I'm not going to benefit from Shimon. Shimon finds it. He can return it to Ruvain. Because Ruvain is the one who said, I'm not allowed to benefit. He says, It's not benefit. You just got back what's yours. When Shimon returns it to Ruvain, he's giving the same thing that Ruvain already owned back to him. If I give you your thing, is that called benefit? No, it's not called benefit when I give you your thing. Avol nichsei balaveda asur al maxir. What happens if? Ready for this? Ruvain loses an object. Shimon finds it, and Shimon is the one who's forbidden to benefit. Loika mahadale. You hear this? He's not allowed to return it. Shimon cannot return the item to Ruvain. Why? How's he benefiting? Get ready for this. Well, we're going to see, we're going to see the uh, fascinating psaq of Rabbi Yosef. Okay? Says the Gemara, because, because he's going to be receiving the pruta of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef considers, listen to this, Rabbi Yosef holds that when somebody receives, when somebody finds a lost object, you automatically are called a shamer sacher, a paid finder, a, a, a paid watcher. Why? 
Because as long as I'm involved in Isaac the mitzvah of Ashabas Aveda, if an ani comes to me, a poor person comes to me, I don't need to pay them the tzedakah. So therefore, I can financially gain by being Isaac the mitzvah. That itself gives me what's called a financial value. Therefore, ready for this? By Reuven, by Shi- uh, again, Reuven made an adder for Shimon. By Shimon going to return, Shimon says, I'm not allowed to benefit. So you can't return it anymore because by you going to return it, you're now Isaac the mitzvah, which has a financial value, and that financial value is coming through Reuven's lost property. Okay, not masna. You know, I mean, you make, you're taking a nether. Okay, you have a mitzvah say to hashavah, hashavah, of hashavah zaveda. Very nice. Nobody's arguing on that. So you got to go do hashavah zaveda after your matzah nether. Yeah, go do it. There's also give it to somebody else to give it. Uh-huh. Give it to somebody else. So you can't be a shomer sacher. The charam. Another opinion is no. Uh, I mean. It's gishmak, stickle stretch, you might say, but it's gishmak. Okay, you, you, I, we hear, we hear if, if this taka is how Rebbeisiv classifies him as a shomer sacher, so um, he returns it. He got a financial benefit. Another opinion is no. Um, even if Shimon is forbidden to benefit from Ruvain and Shimon is the finder, he can still return it. Why? He can return it. He says. Because pruta der Rabbi Yosef What's Rabbi Yosef's whole idea that this is you're called the shomer sacher? There's a financial gain. Because if an ani were to come to you, you don't need to give tzedakah. So now you're going to go ahead and you're saving that money. That's not common that an ani is going to show up punctual. You're doing a shavas aveda, and just the possibility of that, he says, ain't going to. Uh, you know, we're not going to turn you into a shomer sacher as far as this is concerned. And there is a, uh, there absolutely would remain an obligation for Shimon to return, uh, to return the object. Okay, so that's the machlekes between Ravami and Ravasi. Okay, Chad Omar, one holds that if every, everybody's going to agree if Shimon is the, if Ruvain's the one who forbade benefit and Ruvain's the loser of the object, Shimon can return. Everybody's going to agree that Shimon can return that because he's getting back his thing. Machlekes is when Shimon's the one, the one who forbid, who's forbidden to benefit and he's the finder, do we say pruta der and that's a benefit and he cannot return? Do we say leishchiach? It's not common. Besam tomorrow, the Gemara will explain the two tzedadim. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.